Oh no, now the knee. Oh, well, that was that. Manu, what's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury. It's a fake knee injury. Manu set up a throw for Bobrovsky. It's the next tackle. He gets an offload. He goes back and gets the football. Probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf. Oh. And then just <laughs> takes off. Oh, what a beauty. So, you pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end. Or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a trial. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Supercoach Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Tonight, we're joined with three guests, starting with yourself, Glenn. Uh, how was your week, mate? Yeah, it's a good week. Um, I didn't score as good as I would have liked. I've won 1,067, but I'm ranked about where I usually start. I mean, I've had an 8K start before, which was probably my best year, but um, most of us who have been around the traps a bit know that 30K is not too bad um, starting round one. Yeah, see a lot of the guys that come first and win usually start around the 30k mark. So um there's plenty of room to come from. I think it was like three thousand places between ten points. It's ridiculous. So easy to catch up. Uh also from off the bench, we have Timio. Uh how'd you spell this week, mate? Uh really good boys. Uh knocked out eleven seventy, uh, which sits me at I think it was three thousand three hundred, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, much better than the 90-odd thousand I started with round one last year. So, um, yeah, I, I went with things, uh, a much more vanilla sort of team with a couple of key pods and uh, just basically went back to the way that I used to play super coach and didn't try to start round one in uh, with going left field, trying to actually win the damn thing in round one. So, yeah, as long as I'm still back here in September, everything's good. <laughs> Love it, mate. Awesome. Uh, and last but not least, we have Alan, mate. Welcome back. How did you go this week, mate? Uh, yeah, I feel like having me last is good because I'm around 70,000 with about 9.66. So, eh, pretty average start, but see what happens. No, nah, it's not the worst thing in the world, mate. Like, you can start pretty low. Like I said, I've got 300 more points than you. Um, that's, I'm still mm. saving, saving me the best to last just quietly. So, um, but, yeah, <laughs> but like 300 points is really nothing in the scheme of things. Like what happens if my start was a fluke and I get 900 next week, you get 1,200 the week after. So anything can happen moving forward. So speaking of uh, best for last, I got an 11.94. So uh, probably a really good start for me. I got, a few, got on a few pods that I thought were pretty decent. So an example is I went, um, I had a Liero and I decided to go up to Josh King um, right before kickoff. And that really helped me out there with a good little start. Uh, I'm very um, not confident he's going to do the same thing moving forward, but I'll take what I can when I get it. So, you also Captain Turbo, didn't you? Yeah, Captain Turbo. Um, that is insane. Like, yeah. I, I just want to comment on that. Weeks is on the bench. He's come back from two busted hamstrings, and you still captained him and got away with it. Now, I'll tell you, I, I'll you tell you the decisions don't get rewarded in Super Coach. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you right now though, the reason why I, I, I had a gut feeling, and I always go with my gut. And what I've been getting with Turbo is vibe of Latrell. Um, Latrell came back from America after his hammy got fixed and he busted out a 99 first go. Uh, I was just getting these Latrell vibes coming to me, so I decided to go for it. And the other part was I had Tedesco initially and I decided that Teddy often has that low score on the start of him and I just wasn't sold on it. So I decided to throw Teddy out and bring in Latrell as well. So I made a couple of really right calls here in the last minute to really help me get a decent score. But we'll see how well that lasts this week. The fact that Turbo was starting, for me, was enough to own him. We, we yeah, don't oh, know yeah. what Turbo can do. I mean, I told anyone that mm. was listening last year, Timmy, 
don't start turbo mm-hmm. at 1.2 million. But at 500k points per dollar, I mean, it made sense. And as as you said, you took the risk, and it's one that can really pay off. Turbo is that one player who can really elevate. And those that took Garrick with him. Oh yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, it's just... funny though. Obviously, that was round one. How many times throughout the off season, doing pods and everything else, did you tell people to go this way and go that way, and still not take your own advice? And then you look at it and you go, "You quit." Why did you not do what you said you would? Mm. Um, yeah, there was a few that went all right on the weekend, and um, yeah, that's the way that that's the way that it goes. So mm. sometimes your brain takes over, and you go, "No, no, that's a stupid play. Why would you do that?" My biggest thing was like like a. Like we've said before, with me starting Turbo last year, just that whole fear of history repeating itself and and trying to go too far left was uh, I'd be thinking let's go this way and then go no 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 one else is on that guy so let's let's not let's go with the pack so yeah but no you did really well Dan well done mate mm. yeah well, we were mm. talking I think a couple of weeks back about the idea and uh, initially there was one point there where I had uh, Holmes and Garrick in my team at the same time and I went Cobbo instead which kind of hurt me a little bit but. The reason behind that was, I think, is a smart move still because having uh, Turbo, I've got, I've got two Lange in my second row and Garrick all off in round two. I just couldn't afford that, I don't think. So it was probably a smart uh, yeah. choice, yeah. I bought Miller and he wasn't scored right. I don't know if any mm. of you saw that, but he, he, I'm telling you, he wasn't scored right. Mm. Right, a little word, nice little friendly uh, nudge to Sangster there. I might give you a, give me a head start. Before, next week. I think, where players have got extra points like Benny... Rounds on or something? Uh, they, they have updated scores after a round's finished. Uh, they've done yeah. that most to my memory, but they usually do it pretty much within the 24 hours of yeah. the whinging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys, let's get started. We're going to talk about uh, game one, Panthers versus South. So we'll start with Penrith. Last week played against the Bronx and went down. Uh, Glenn, mate, anyone else stand out in this game for you for the Panthers? Um, so Sonny Luke, when he came on, looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, he was um, creative around the ruck, and it's definitely what Panthers were missing. Uh, I thought Taruva was good, not great. I mean, he took a lot of runs up, so he he's, uh, does what the backs do normally for Penrith. So, yeah, I thought those two were good. I still didn't like Garner. I didn't think anything from Garner was good enough. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. And James Fisher Harris was on a mission. He was mm-hmm. out to hurt everybody. So that yeah. yeah, that's but that's the only ones I really saw that stood out to me, mate, from Panthers for Supercoach relevance. Yeah. Anyone um that you're thinking there, Alan, for um Panthers that you might want to bring in? Uh if I didn't have in my supercoach, I have in my draft side, which I traded with someone from Pappenhausen was Liam Martin, who got about eighty, so mm-hmm. he could be a decent option. Yeah. Yeah, I find um Liam Martin has a Big score on him and then a very average score on him very, very often. Mm. So you get those attacking stats towards that try there for Crichton's try. So, um, but yeah, I, 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 I think Liam Martin's very rocks and diamonds. Um, but if you get him at the right time, you can get a sneaky little run there. So, mm. uh, 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 Timmy O, mate, any um, other ones that you think might be a bit of a shout out? Yeah, look, I actually started with Harry Grant and Sonny Luke in my hookers. Um, mm. I knew that. that well, from every, all the reports, Sonny Luke was going to be a goer. Um, and obviously, after they lost Appy, we saw how much of an impact Sonny Luke put on that field in the last 16 and a half minutes or whatever of game time that he got. Uh, there's only only upwards for him. There's no way he's going to get that amount of minutes again or that smaller amount of minutes, I should say. 
Um, I would dare say worst case scenario this week, it'll be a 50-50 split um, with um, with Kenny. And look, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. He could be the next Harry Grant or, um, or someone else similar. I'm not yeah. sure that's correct. Sorry, I just want to jump in. Uh, you might be right, Timmy, but can I just comment to that? I think that uh, Mitch Kenny will play a fair bit against the Bunnies because it's going to be a very tough game for Penrith. Um, but I do agree with you, Tim. I think that as the games start to reduce, as the season starts to progress, I think you're working way to 55, 60 minutes. Mm. I just think that first the Bunnies uh, specifically, that side, um, I think it's going to be a very tough game for Penrith. And uh, I think Mitch Kenny will probably play a good portion of it. Yeah, that's, that's my hunch. Yeah, there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of wrestle there, I think, uh, in the middle yeah. there. I think that's because of how good uh, Rabbitohs are at um, those those rucks, those play those fast play the ball, especially with Murray and Cook in there. They get, Panthers are going to be doing that little lay down tackles and trying mm. to be as slow as possible. And Kenny offers that quite well. Um, but in saying mm. that, they did have Kenny on the field for a little bit when um, when Sonny was on there as well, uh, defending in the middle. So um, I just think we're better in attack with him as a fan, as a Panthers fan. Not, a, not even not even super coach wise. I think as a Panthers fan, we really want Sonny Luke on there for at least forty minutes. I reckon. It could be uh, right, actually, what you mm. just said then, and what Tim said in the sense that they might move uh, Kenny back, keep him on the field, and bring Sonny. And I mean, it's possible. I just mm. feel versus South. Just my own gut doesn't make me yeah. I'm just say my gut says to me. I think mm. this particular one he'll he'll play on. But I think yeah. for me going forward, I think you'll see Sonny start to air yeah, out. Yeah, definitely love it. Yeah. All right, and their opponents, guys, South Sydney, um, <laughs> after a nice little win against the um, Cronulla Sharks there. Um, other than the trail, I'll go start with you, Timmy. Uh, anyone else in there for you there, mate? Uh, yeah, well, look, I, I started with Latrell at fullback and um, was pretty happy with what I saw. Obviously, there was a couple of errors in there as well, but, look, he, um, he certainly looks like he wants the ball. He wants to be that player that everyone thinks he can be. And, um, yeah, look, I, I was a little bit hesitant about uh, going Luttrell over Teddy. And there was a few times, especially even up till almost kickoff, that I sort of questioned Undenard about going back down to Teddy before um, before their game. But, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I went the way that I did. Uh, I think the Roosters are going to take a few weeks to click. And, um, yeah, look, I, I think South, are, South could go on a bit of a run. Yeah. Alan, any um, other South Sydney players that you'd be eyeing off? I've got some like uh, ones on the bench. I've got Moali who might get more minutes with all the injuries to Arrow and Totola and Isaac Thompson, but that's when Tane Mel comes back. That's going to be obviously an issue if he stays in or if Mel goes to the bench like they're saying he is. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think a lot of people might fall for that TKM trap, I think, as well. Um, so, <laughs> no. yeah, there might be a little sneaky trap there. Glenn, mate, anyone else, mate? Yeah, it's quite a lot. I actually like, mm. mate. So the one of the things that people need to keep in mind is Souths play round 13 mm. and Souths don't have any buyers leading up to round 13, which makes South mm. very attractive. So the ones that I find that are attractive are Campbell Graham. I thought he looked absolutely mm. phenomenal. We mm. know he's got the base, so he's someone you can get in early. I really like what I'm seeing from the Bunnies this year, as we all do. They play that up-tempo kind of game, which means lots of points, which means lots of super coach points. Uh, the other two that I think that people aren't talking about a lot are, so Damien Cook, there's a real, mm. um, I was going to start Cook and Grant, and I'm so annoyed I didn't. Uh, mm. Cookie just looked on fire. Uh, Cameron Murray played extended minutes, so um, obviously he scored, uh, I think he got 80 from 80 from just bait, yeah. uh, somewhere yeah. around that yeah. number, which is phenomenal. Mm. 
but he won't play those minutes normally. He'll play around 55 minutes. They had two players go down. Um, but the, the other one that I think is of interest is if you can't afford a Johnson or one of those expensive ones, it's Tass. I think mm. Tass, um, no buy right up to 13, playing on that left edge outside Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, I, I like Tass as well. And yeah, the team is a trap. But yeah. if Arrow stays down long enough, he still might make money. Yeah, Chikam's definitely got the ability to get Portipico's points. It's just more whether he's in there for long enough. Yeah. Uh, one person that I really, really like is uh, Koala Matangi. He had a really good game as well. Oh. Looked really good. Um, he looked dangerous every time he had the ball. So it was really good to watch that one. I had him in one of my drafts, which helped me out a fair bit. So, How good would it be to have Ola Kawatu on the right and Koala Matangi oh. on the left for New South Ooh. Wales? Good luck stopping that, Queensland. That's the thing. Oh, we got uh, Hopgood. Bring him yeah. and bring 10 of you yeah. <laughs> let, let them play 80 minutes each and, and they can share it, whatever you like. And Turbo like, on the left, Mitchell <laughs> on the right, other way around, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, guys, the one in the south list that I reckon everyone needs to keep an eye on, um, Alex Johnson only put up a 40. He's sitting at 713K or somewhere similar to that. I'd be keeping an eye on him. I think if he has two or three low ones, obviously he's going to lose a bucket load of cash. Uh, but as soon as he plateaus out or comes up against a slightly easier team, I would absolutely be all over AJ. I reckon he could lose a couple of hundred grand really quickly, um, at which point picking him up at five, 550, something like that, you'd be yeah, all over it. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think he has five rounds that are quite tough. And then by, by round six, he'll be nice and juicy, ready for the picking. So Beautiful choice, Tim. So must go Toho to him if um Toho has another average round. Yeah, I try to avoid Toho myself. I think um <laughs> I, I try not to play with my heart too much. I love Toho, one of my favorite players in the comp. Um, just as attitude wise as well. When you're when you're a team surrounded by or who everyone everyone thinks is arrogant people, um, having Toho, he looks like the most genuinely nice guy. Um, really really makes me i uh, happy that they're my team. So Even when he does karate in front of the camera. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love Toho. All right, games. Uh, next game we've got going is Eels versus the Sharks. So we'll start with the Eels, guys. Uh, first um, game they played, great game against the Storm. Mm. Unfortunately, going down in Golden Point there. Um, we'll start with you, Glenn. Uh, Eels players that are maybe... <laughs> yeah, well, there was a few. I mean, Hopgood looked great. Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, his base was phenomenal. Uh, Dury was terrible. I mean, mm. on that, he played 70 minutes for 34. His base was absolutely bad. But look, Melbourne can do that to a side. So don't mm. panic if you own Dury. Um, Penasini was great again, another great mm. pod. Eels are another side that play round 13 that don't have a buy leading up to there. Round six, their draw opens up real nice. So Penasini comes down a little bit of money. He could be someone to target. And uh, when we get a better idea of the rotations between Cartwright, Dury, Murchie, or whoever's going to land that spot, there'll be a position, I feel, and I feel the other one will probably open up for the buy. So when we get closer to the buy period, we may pick up someone like a Madison uh, or a Lane. Mm. But, yeah, nothing else there from me, really. Moses and Brown were there. Um, I'll get Brown at some point. Yeah, I think Brown would be a good one to get when, say, do we have anything in round seven, Tigers have the buy? Might be a really good one to pick up there. Yeah. So, um, Alan, mate, your thoughts on this game? And uh, any, other, any other players you might be interested in? Well, obviously, Hopgood, which everyone will, has to have by now. Uh, tough one with Parramatta because, see, a lot of the players like Moses was really off his game. So, 
might be the contract. Who knows? Mm. I thought Gustafson had quite a good game, but there's obviously a big lots and lots of fullbacks, so it's hard to put him in, but he does obviously have a good buy coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Gutho is that, uh, he's that guy that you get as your fullback in draft, I think, when you get one of the later yeah. picks. So, yeah. Uh, and Timmy O, mate, anyone else that we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm pretty keen on Junior Parlo. Pronouncing it uh, this week. Um, Just another one who's decided his name's completely different to what we've all been calling him for the last five years. Um, (laughs) Look, Dave, their next few games they've got the Sharks, Manly, Panthers, Roosters, and then the Tigers into Dogs, Broncos. So there's um, certainly the next two or three are um, are probably going to be pretty tough as far as forward pack go. And then, yeah, look, who knows from there? So, look, he's a much cheaper option than um, than the other premiums, like um, like Haas. So you might be able to save 100, 150K and, uh, with going down to him. So he's someone that I would certainly like to keep an eye on. Um, certainly, like we were saying, as the draw softens for the Eels, I'd be looking at guys like Mitch Moses, maybe Will Penasini, um, some of those guys to fill in some of your spots that then can be set and forget for another five to ten rounds after that. Anyone that's interested in Borlo, just for the record, have a look at his first three games over the last three seasons. They've mm. all been 100-plus games. Yeah. He, he mm. starts phenomenally well for such a big fella. And he offloads. He's got everything in his game. The problem is that as the season progresses, his minutes digress, and um, mm. and so does his super coach scores. But I like that shout. Sorry to interrupt again. Mm. But I, I like that shout. Not a problem at all, mate. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I thought he played very well. That try he did too was exceptional. Yeah, that was good. Um, one player, well, there's two players I really want to talk about. And uh, one I thought was uh, a bit, bit of a surprise pack was uh, Hodgson um, playing 80 minutes there in the middle. Um, really surprised me that they gave it to him straight away. So nice and cheap as well. So uh, I think he got 60 points in the weekend, which is a pretty good little start there. Looks pretty good. Um, and just one that was named, he hasn't played yet, but he's played that one game last year, and that's Russell on the wing there. So like we've touched on before, he's nice and cheap, but he might be really good for that run when they do have a better run after the next two games. Um, he did get, I think, 85 points in one half in that game. He got injured before. Yeah. And he was a pretty mm. serious knee injury. So he was a, definitely a good try scorer. Mm. So, um, all right, I'll start with you, Timmy, on the Sharks. Uh, how do you, uh, can I just say one thing about the Sharks before we move on? Surely Trindle has earned a spot next to Hines. Trindle played so well mm. like, in, in a beaten team. Like that was so good to watch. But they're two similar like players. That's yeah. I, I, mm. I, it's, Trindle likes to run aside, so does Nico. But mm. I, I agree mm. with you. I think that he stood out way yeah. above more. Yeah. Than it, it'll it'll help them hold back Hines, um, knowing that they're in more safer hands there. So it means Hines mm. might get that longer rest than expected, which means. When Heinz does come back, he's ready to grab. He's yeah. not going to be mm. limping or anything. So, sorry, I just before I went to Timmy, I thought I'd just uh, have my little say. <laughs> Go, Timmy. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'm pretty keen on Sione Katoa. Um, mm. Sometime over the next few rounds, it's going to be a bit of a watch for me. Um, I only started with one premium center wing, and I'll certainly be looking for an upgrade in there somewhere. So, whether that be um, probably after around four or five, probably. Uh, Maybe a cheapie or a couple of the cheapies uh, drop one down and, and bring one up. So he's uh, he's definitely someone that I'm keeping a bit of an eye on. Currently sitting at 630k, 700. 
the Sharks draw for the next few weeks. They've got Para, Raiders, St. George, Warriors. Um, that's pretty damn juicy for some outside backs. Mm. So um, I think if you can pick up him or maybe Mulatalo, but um, Katoa seemed to be the main one on the weekend. He looked like he was going looking for the ball and certainly was getting stuck in. So he's probably the, the main one that I'd be keen on from that set. Uh, Teague Wilton, there was a lot of hype about Teague in the offseason. He did score a try, though. You take that out of it. And, I mean, it's, a, it's always hard with second rowers. You can go, well, maybe a try a week is what their game is. And maybe that's what the plan is. So maybe you'll get the ball a bit more often and score a bit more tries. But outside of that, the guy, to be honest, not the greatest. Um, as far as attack went, I wasn't overly impressed. But any time in round one, you're going to get the best part of 70 points out of a second row. It can't be too bad for 500 or under 500K. Mm-hmm. Like it. Alan, anyone else you haven't mentioned, mate? Oh, yeah. there's more like players that sort of were hyped but disappointed. Like Matalo got like, I think, 10 points. Not I know he nine, almost had yeah. a try. Oh, nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously a one to watch if his price drops. And I've got um, Milton. So his minutes will probably get better because I feel like Graham's going to get at least three or four weeks suspension. Mm. So that will probably help him a lot more. Yeah, and we'll know more about that. I think tonight the judiciary is on, so we'll know more about that. Yeah, it's on now, I think. Yeah, that's it. So, awesome. Uh, Glenn, anyone else here, mate, that we want to keep our eye on? Yeah, mate, there's a few. So, I like the entire back line. I like Katoa, Mm -hmm. I like Mulatalo, I like Talakai, and I like Ramian. Uh, So, I'll be Mm -hmm. watching all of them as prices fluctuate, and if any of them bottom out, I'll be quite happy to jump on from that round after round four. Um, I like Britt Nakora. I've always liked Britt Nakora. I think he runs really nice lines, and I think if he comes down a little, he could be worth it, and I do like Wilton. Um, much like second rowers, I think he has fairly good base, and the rest depends on attack stats, and it just didn't get there that way. I think the fact that Wade Graham's out helps Wilton. Um, mm. Going for a downgrade tonight from reckless to careless, I still fail to see the distinction. <laughs> no. what, what, mm. What's the difference? But, uh, yeah, um, the other one I wanted to mention is a pod, I thought, was Blake, Blake Braley. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know what he scored, but he looked good. And I, I think that he'll be a beneficiary of when Hines comes back. I, I really like... Um, yeah, yeah he's got a very good attacking game. So, like, very similar to... Uh, Ro- probably to the same extent, but like Robson. We're close to the line, very sneaky and around the ruck there to try and get a try, which is always good to watch. Um, he got a 60 last week. Yeah. 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 I think I mentioned him like as a decent draft option um, last week before the pod. I think he's a really good option there. Both Braley's are. So um, one other player that I really liked was, uh, he's, no, there's no room for him, but Kennedy actually had a real good game as well. He looked yeah. everywhere and around the ruck. He was looking like he was on point that game. So um, definitely more one for draft, but a bit scary to have when there's like T's, Turbos, the Trells and yeah. Yeah. every other buddy person you can think of. So, Alrighty, next game: Broncos versus the Cows. Uh, Broncos, nice little win, probably their best game I've seen for a while. I'll start with you, Glenn. How do you reckon they went? Yeah, I really like what I saw from the Broncos. They were playing enough. I mean, Hass looked phenomenal. Just give me half a second. Hass, you know, the inroads that Hass was doing was phenomenal, and Carrigan as well. I mean, <laughs> Carrigan and Cass were great. Uh, Hass were great. Let me just run through it. I, what I do like is uh, Reese Walsh. I mean, we didn't see him play, but he's about to join back in the side. Um, I'll be watching him very closely. Um, let me just run through this for a second. Um, let's see, I haven't left anyone out that I want to mention. Oh, Ezra Mann, he, mm. he played phenomenal. And, like, 
I mean, he could be someone you could have as your second five eight quite comfortably points per dollar and make money on. And uh, and the other one that I like, but I need to watch more is Jordan Ricky. He doesn't have the base, but I do believe that the uh, Broncos have the upside this season. Um, I, I really think that Cobo, Farnsworth, and all their back stags, um, mm. you'll see more ball with Reese Walsh. So keep your eye on the on the edges with Reese Walsh on the side, and then make your decisions. But I reckon Farnsworth, Cobo, Stags, any one of those mm. could be a buy. Yeah, I um, I was talking before about when Dewey has that round seven buy. Uh, my literal replacement was, I was thinking today, it was going to be Ezra Mam against the Titans. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a real good um, pick up there for that one that one game even. Um, anyone else, uh, Alan, that you think you uh, had a good game? Uh, it's sort of a tough one because um, it was a really, really close game. So the scores were not really... Obviously, um, Farnsworth scored two tries. So if he could do that every week, then he'll be a good pick up before mm-hmm. he goes to the Dolphins. Uh, Reynolds was pretty good in half, but, you know, he's usually not really that good supercoach-wise. And I've got Cobo, so hopefully he plays better now that he's not fullback. So I can see what happens there. Yeah, I was... um. Like I was expecting Cobo to have a bad score last week when I that was like that was the risk I took, knowing that he's got this run moving on. This run from now on in is gonna be a good run from home game. So that's why hmm. even though you go bugger all points, I, I expected it. So um Alan, oh sorry, Timmy, anyone else, mate, that uh you're a, the Broncos man here, so I'm sure you can go dive nice and deep into it. Mate, I, um, I've got Haas, I've got Paragon started with them. Uh, love them. They were the base of my forward pack for my super coach team. Uh, I spruced Herbie Barnworth a fair bit through the offseason when everyone was talking about going Cobo um, or um, Tony Staggs. And, yeah, look, before Barnworth got injured last season, he looked fantastic and, and they kept going left all the time. So I think at that left side is going to be their, their side that's going to be on the money. And I think... Um, once Reese Walsh is fit as well, I think that's probably only going to give more points out that left-hand side myself. So, look, I'm all for Herbie. Um, it's a massive loss that we're, we're going to lose him to the Dolphins. My understanding was when he actually signed on or when he re-signed early last season uh, and went another 12 months, the condition was that he was going to play fullback. I think then when we brought in... Uh, uh, I think when we brought in Reese Walsh, that was a bit of a kick in the balls for uh, young Herbie, unfortunately. I had a lot of time for him. I'm a crazy Manchester United fan and uh, Herbie spent a fair bit of time of his youth in the uh, Manchester United Academy. So I expect at some stage, if um, if the kickers go down, he will absolutely be in there having a crack at that as well. So the sky's the limit for Herbie. I think he could end up being anything in the game of rugby league. It uh, wouldn't surprise me if he finds his way in the hearts at some stage as well, but that'll be a few years down the track. Um, yeah, look, uh, outside of that, I think Oates is always, uh, when they go on a run of games mm. or when they get some of those easier games, I think Corey Oates is always a, a, a great shot if you can get him at the right time. So probably round five, round six onwards, um, he might be worth a shout, uh, especially if he drops a few bucks between now and then. Kurt <clears throat> Capewell does Kurt Capewell things. He makes a million tackles and, uh, and that's about what he does. He pumped out 34 in base on the weekend and, and that was sort of about it. It's going to be interesting to see what sort of minutes Marty Tapao gets in that forward pack going forwards and whether he takes any off Haas or Carrigan. But I think both of those boys will probably play six, excuse me, 65 plus or close to it. Um, but yeah, my, the main aims, I think you're, you're mad if you're not looking at Haas and Carrigan. 
And just quickly, the Broncos also play round 13 by and have no buys up until round 13. So that's another one of them mm. clubs where if you grab a Broncos player, they're a safe. You, you can just lock them in right up to the buy. Mm. Um, I was always a bit. I, I got house. I started with house, and I'm looking at that forward bench, and I was, I just, I was, in my head, I'm like that. The minutes are so like they're, they're forward pack. Besides Jensen, you got Tapao and Flegler and Palisade there. That's a lot mm. of big boppers in the front there. And I was like, that's surely they can't take away from Haas. And and they didn't, which is great. But now you've got to think like to power. When, he, he can get big minutes too if he wanted to. Well, he's so, a yeah. player. It, it, like 20 yeah. for him. So I don't think he'll take much off Haas. Haas should run 60-65 most games. And I think Carrigan will too. Mm. Marty's yeah. more yeah. of an impact player nowadays. He's sort of lost that zest for minutes. Yeah, mm. but like in, in saying that, like I, I was more just kind of giving kudos to the quality of that bench. Yeah, that is a quality, mm. and and Corey Pakes did a great job coming on as well. Did a really good job there. So, um, you know, I really like this bench. This is a team that might, if they can hold it together, they're going to be a lot better this year. So, yeah, it's a good bench. Yes, awesome. thank you. <laughs> mm. Awesome. All right, so Cowboys, uh, nice little win against <laughs> Canberra. Um, I'll start with you, Timio. Um, how many Cowboys did you have on your team? Any of them be nice? Any of them nice to you? Um, yeah, look, it's it's interesting. Uh, most of the season, the preseason, I had five or six Cowboys, and then uh, in the end, I don't think I actually started with any. Um, I was really keen on drink water throughout the off season. I had him and Turbo for most of it. Um, I had uh, Cotter in there. I had Nanai at times, but yeah, Cotter was the main one that I was most keen on. Um, knocked out 63. Look, the, the Cowboys looked sensational for that first half. Um, I um, I had to go out and do something. I can't remember what it was, but I, I had um, I missed the whole second half of footy and then flicked on and went, holy shit, that's what the final score was. I thought this was <laughs> hill um, when I finished watching it. But, yeah, look, I, I'm still really keen on Cotter. Uh, sorry, the only Cowboy I do have is Val Holmes, and I think he's just going to tick along just nicely. I'm going to keep a bit of an eye on Val, though, uh, before price changes. If he's going to lose cash, I will probably go the sideways trade straight over to Garrick um, and bank that. Obviously, Garrick has his um, his week off this week with the buy, so I will be absolutely keeping an eye on that and think he uh, that could be a good way to go there. Um, I, I think Val will, will hold that back line together and score plenty of super coach points, but if he's going to lose some coin, I think he's one that you could look at a sideways trade to another gun in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a lot of hype for Cohen Hess in the offseason as well, thinking he was going to get big minutes. Um, not thoroughly convinced myself. And, um, yeah, Nan, I had the worst game that he'd had since basically the start of last season, which was really disappointing. A lot of people were on him and were really keen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be a bit of a flat-track bully and he'll score plenty more tries off those kicks. But outside of that, that just showed you how low he can score if he's uh, if he's not scoring tries. Mm-hmm. That's it. Any other thoughts there, Alan? Uh, I've got drink water just because of the buy coverage pod. And, you know, he scored, like, his points pretty much in just the first half. And the other one I'm keeping an eye on because he always seems to be involved is uh, Dearden. I know he didn't have much of a game, but, you know, he gets involved a lot with um, Townsend and Drinkwater. They seem to be the main ones that set up all the tries. And the other one was um, Reese Robson. He was pretty good at hooker, like another option to go with um grant if you wanted someone that's got that play both the big buys yeah definitely like robson i think um it might be a nice little sneaky pick up when grant will drop mm. on the bench 
So yeah, Glenn. Yeah, I um I've got Valentine Holmes too, and I couldn't make my decision between Cotter and Tarpany, and I ended up going Tarpany, and I I'm annoyed because after I watched that game, I mean the Cowboys paid a very fast paced first half, didn't they? And mm-hmm. then they sort of fell away in the second. But the ones of interest, so I think Tamalalo could be interesting because they play the round by third uh, thirteen by as well, and he can't play Origin, so he could be one to watch points per dollar um as he drops. Uh, Nanai and Ness, Hess were terrible. Um, Robson, I don't really like him as a super coach option. In fact, I don't really like anyone other than Dearden, Holmes, Drinkwater, and um, yeah, that's it. And Cotto, of course. Yeah, not fair call. I only got, I only had Holmes in my team, but um, I was just a bit um, I was a bit cautious with the Cowboys just because of the heat um yeah. up there, and I thought yeah. they never know. So I was right to do so, and even Holmes did all right. Nothing special, but he started off better than he did last season, so it's always it's always promising. So mm. we know what he can do. Um, Murray Tuolungi would be the only one I'd be looking at uh, at five seventy eight k. I think he's gonna. It's only a matter of time before he scores a ton, and it'll be a big one. Um, yeah. I think he will be. Uh, I mean, Kyle Felt traditionally has always been a really good try scorer. I think they'll go Tuolungi mm. side a little bit more. Um, but if he bags a hat trick, he could be anything. Yeah. All right, guys. Next game, Sydney City versus um, the Warriors. So we'll start with um, the Roosters. So, Glenn, um, what do you like of this one? Anyone that you're showing any interest in here? Yeah, I'd like to go down to see Trent Robertson punch him straight in the face. Is that allowed? (laughs) 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 Everything gone red and it didn't work. Um, I, I, I laid it up on Dolphins. I had Egan Butcher and Nat Butcher, and they didn't disappoint me. I mean, they still, I mean, Egan Butcher got sent off. He still got a fairly decent score, considering he went off, and that's 10 minutes less or 15 minutes less he played in the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really like the Butcher boys. Um, Smith just looked like a mess. I mean, they, they played a very fast game up the middle, and it struggled the Roosters. But, I mean, there's a few there that are obviously worth looking at. I mean, Tedesco, Tupo, Sawali are always good. Uh, Swalker. I thought actually I'll tell you who did, did stand out to me and could even be a great option to buy this round, even with the buy is uh, Collins. So what's mm. happened is Lodge has gone down. Collins at 400k points per dollar could make you a lot of money. I'd be looking at him possibly after they have their first buy, but if you're looking for a solid forward, um, yeah. But and but I really like Nat Butcher. I thought Nat Butcher looked really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Butcher boys did pretty good considering <laughs> yeah everything happened there. So um. Uh, we'll go with that, Alan. Any other else there, mate? Let's do that to you. Uh, not really. They had a pretty average game, and super coach score wise, no one really scored big points except for Collins and obviously Nat Butcher. So, they're um, hopefully Teddy fires up again against you know Warriors. I think he would. And Smith, I'm just waiting to see on how he goes in the second game to see if I get rid of him or not. Yeah, fair call. Uh, Timmy O. Oh, uh, I think you got yeah, off. Yeah, look, I, I was at the game and it was um it was it was a fantastic atmosphere. It was a great game to be at. Um, Al was there as well, but yeah, look, it's um the Roosters were a bit of an interesting one. They they seemed to just really not gel on the weekend. They look like a that whole old saying about a team of legends, not a legendary team type scenario. They just mm-hmm. look like they're all out there to play their own thing. The the communication seemed real flash. Um, even other things like, like some of the stuff that you normally see the communication on the field it looked a bit average at times as well 
I know there was a, a particular bomb that Teddy, you could hear him playing his day, yell out mine, and then like three of them all sort of converged in towards the ball. So like a, just simple things like that. Obviously, it's early in the season and they'll work on that, which the plus is that they'll click at some stage and they'll certainly go on a run. So, yeah, look, if, I mean, you could toss a coin. You could take any of the Roosters team. You've just got to have the the right player for the right amount of money that's in there. I think the Roosters will play much better. I agree with Lindsay Collins as a shout for forwards. Um, I did have him at certain stages very early in the in the offseason. I think when the game first went live, I think he was one of my front rowers in. Um, I still liked Egan Butcher, the fact that he obviously lost 10 points for a sin bin and was off for 10 minutes uh, plus. Look, you can probably add another 20-plus points in there and, and – yeah, at, at that stage, the I think the time that he went off was when Roosters at stages started looking all right. So, look, Suali's obviously one to keep an eye on. He'll lose some coin more than likely unless he uh, goes really big over the next couple of weeks. Um, same with Teddy, obviously. Is there a world where, with the buy coming up, is there a world where you would trade Teddy out? Probably not till after this week of the Warriors. But is there a world yeah, where you would look at trading him out to try and save some coin? Can I just mm. add something on the Roosters, Dan? Mm. One of the things that I've always liked about the Roosters, and I think is one of their strengths, is their benches. And I don't know what yep. they were thinking with that bench, but that bench was just, I mean, what often the you see the Roosters take their players off and the players that come on are of equal value, but the bench yep. they had, I mean, I can't even remember who it was, but I know they had a, a back on there in Hutchison. They had two backs, didn't they? They had Alan Hutchison. Yeah, Corey um, Allen, that's who it was. That's Alan right, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to say that the side that they're pumping out this week looks a much more... Turpin, I think, was the other one. They got Manu. Yeah, it was White, May, um, Drew Hutchison. Drew Hutchison moved onto the field and um, someone came on for him. Alan. Turpin. Yeah, Alan and Turpin. Yeah. Yeah, that's who it was, Turpin. Thank you, Dan. All right, um, Graham got four weeks. Unsuccessful. Yeah, he was never... <laughs> reckless. <chaos>. No. <laughs> he, was, he was never going to win that. No. Mm. No. His feet left the ground. That's it. Um, One thing I will say, because I was a Teddy death rider, and that first half, Teddy looked scary. He did. Okay, so it was when the Roosters started losing it in that second half that I was feeling a lot safer. Teddy looked bloody scary. So all those people trying to sell him now, I think they're crazy. Because um, he's got the Warriors this week in Sydney. He's going to – he looks so – he can get – 150 points next week, and I'm not. I'm scared of him not owning him this week. So, yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, awesome. All right. So next game, I'll start with you, Timmy. The Warriors, mate. I uh, had a win against Newcastle. Um, what are your thoughts here? Uh, mate, look, the, the big winners here: Wade Egan, Tohu Harris, um, even SJ looked all good at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, dare I say it, it'd be too scary to own him, the uh, the, the super coach roller coaster that is Sean Johnson. Um, but, yeah, look, really impressed with Tohu Harris. Um, played all 80, 80 minutes, 88 points. Uh, you can stick him in second row or front row forward. So he's, he's certainly got the versatility there as far as his super coach team goes. Valued at uh, 640. And, um, yeah, look, he's, he was the main one that I would be pretty keen to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, like I've started with two premiums up in the front row. Um, but, yeah, Jackson Ford would be another one. Uh, cheaper mm. option, 280-odd K. Um, he scored a 59 on the weekend. Certainly looked to be involved uh, on a bit of a mission there himself to try and cement his spot, I guess. There's so many forwards in that forward pack over there 
um, at the Warriors. So, yeah, when you've got when you've got guys like Sean Curran um, trying to bang the door down and get a spot, and at this point Jackson Ford's holding him out. So, yeah, look, I, I'd be really keen on him if he can keep those minutes up. Yeah, like it. Uh, I think I think he's a wait on him. I reckon until just watch one, one more game and see how he goes, and then um, nice and cheap still week after. So, Alan. Um. Yeah. So obviously, um, obviously the um one that like SC, uh, Supercoach sort of legend a bit, Toro Harris. Mm. He did a solid game for a while. He's been a bit quiet, so it's definitely a wait and see. Yeah, and, I thought, uh, I, thought I thought he had a very um very mannering style game. That's what I, that's what I was getting glimpses yeah. of mannering from him. That was how good he was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Nicol Klostad as well. He's mm. a potential watch for the center wing. Yeah, he does it again? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like. Uh, I never really liked Nicol Klostak. I think it was what I saw from him from the Raiders. If he can bring back the Raiders the year before that, when he was actually doing some decent scores, I'd be all over him. Mm. But I just, I can't guarantee he's going to come back again. So another yeah. Watchman. Um, I, I, had, I had him in my team and and started Khan Pereira and Taruva over him. Uh, <laughs> I probably probably still will this week. It's um, oh, I guarantee I will actually. Uh, so yeah, look, it's. <laughs> He's there as a moneymaker at the moment, and he'll be a stepping stone up to a, a fallen gun, probably round four, round five, something like that. Mm. True. Uh, Glenn, mate, Warriors? Well, I want to talk about the two second rowers firstly. So I own Neocora. I actually swapped from uh, Wilton to Neocora. And if anyone watched the trials, Neocora played on the right side, then he came in and played at lock for the second half mm. of the game. But in that particular game we watched the other day, Ford was having a good game, but there was something wrong with Neocora. I don't know if anyone's watching, but he kept stopping and he kept stretching and doing all this stuff. Mm. So I don't know if his minutes are true and I don't know if Ford's minutes are true. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would like another week to, to sort of take a bit of a look. Charles Nickel-Clockstad, look, if you own him, keep him. He'll make you money and he'll d- give you a solid enough base. So I would suggest you also play him um, early. But he's mm. somebody that I wouldn't hold for long. He's the sort of player that will get you um, – enough you know 40 45 50s without you know anything so he'll make you money he's still about 100k shorter where he should be 150 even Mm -hmm. i'll just quickly look here there's anyone there was someone else i was thinking of oh aiden fanua blake Mm. and barnett yeah i i I like to watch the only one that i feel confident to own is tohu i think Mm. but there's a few watches ford barnett neocora and cnk all righty Probably only halfway through, so we should probably speed things up a little bit. I might just go to one of these each next time when it comes to each team. So, um, but then we'll obviously pop in. So, um, next game, Dolphins versus the Canberra. So I'll start with you, Alan. You were at the game as well. So how did you find the Dolphins, mate? A pretty impressive start. Surprised me to be honest. I <laughs> I had some in my side, but I was like, oh no, they're going to get smashed most rounds, and didn't really have any in there. But now I'm like, oh. Sarko, Marshall King, as a maybe as an upgrade from um, Smith, could be a good option. Yeah, honestly, um, Marshall King to me, he looked, he owned that game the way he was playing. He looked yeah. like he had that game on a string. So well done. Um, what, are we, what are your thoughts on Katoa? Undecided on him because um, you know Milford is one of Bennett's favorite sons, so. You'll think he's going to come back in eventually, so that's going to impact him. 
Yeah, I think um I thought he actually played okay, but a bit nervous at the mm. start. I think um he's gonna have a very Ezra style running game. I like that uh, a bit yeah. more bit of a step at the line there. Um and I'll one other person that I really thought um shone really well in that game was Asako. Yeah, uh, mm. cracker of a game. Um but I, I have been fooled before by Asako's mm. uh in his in game one. He has a habit of um in the past, he's come out with a cracking game one. I think we actually went to a game of the Jubilee, first game of the season, and we went to watch the Dragons play the Broncos. And it's like I had a great game. And we're like, oh, we should get him in our team. And then he just turned to hell afterwards. So, um, but great kicker. Job security is amazing. Um, anything else on those other guys? I don't think job security is amazing. With the Sarko, mm. the way he's yeah. playing, you reckon? No, I don't. I, I Look, I think that O'Sullivan also takes a fair bit of that attack, which takes away a bit from Katoa. But I agree with you in Alan Watts said that Milford will make his way back into that side, in my opinion. When they start mm. tripling away, they'll have a few away games. I just don't I, don't... I don't know. I just think once they start having a few away games and getting smashed and beaten, I just don't see that Katoa staying there. Yeah, I was, I was I was referring to a Sarko, so um, oh right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, I was going I'm, about Azarko. Huh? I've been saying it every time I write. I think Azarko's racing. Everyone writes yuck, horrible yuck. I think amazing uh, Azarko and Tessie U are two good football. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, we'll go to you, Timmy, for the next one. The Raiders. Um, I had a game against uh, the Cows last week. Um, nice, close one. Um, thoughts? This is twice you've come to me for this one game. Uh, mm. I only saw the first half of it and I missed the second <laughs> half. So I missed all the good things that the Raiders did. Shit, they look horrible before that, though. <laughs> um, yeah, look, as far as super coach scoring goes, Tommy Starling with a 73, uh, Emre Gula a 72. Gula's certainly not going to do that every week. The big surprise packet was obviously Joe Tappanay with only a 57. I think his minutes were right down. I'm sure Glennie will be able to correct me on that one. Um, but his minutes were right down. But let's be honest, this is what we talk about every year, and that's what Ricky Stewart does at the start of every season. He, he basically gives everyone his foot in his forward pack 40 minutes each, and he just sort of wriggles it all around. Um, and mm. then he works out after about five or six rounds who can play bigger minutes and who can't. Uh, and then he'll give them all a couple of weeks and you think, yep, cool, this bloke's going to get a lot more minutes. And then three weeks later, he'll be back down again. So it's um, it's Ricky Roulette and uh, you just can't trust it. So, look, I'd be keeping an eye on Joe Tappany at 700 and whatever. He's obviously going to mm. lose some money unless he goes massive over the next two weeks. Um, but Tappany's another one that could be down at 550 before you know it. And then a nice... Um, Nice upgrade, especially if you can stick him down in second row. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, it might be a nice little upgrade to um, from Welch to him later in the season. I'm saying about maybe season. Because yeah. I reckon he, he sent, Ricky goes a bit crazy, but he gets a bit more. He settles down mid-season around. Hmm. around. I think he's trying to manage the team at the start. So um, I, I don't I don't think he will go down as much as 450. I think that's a bit... Um, <laughs> that's nice. and, Oh, I I'd say a bit, a bit ambitious, but, uh, but uh, yeah, he's certainly, I thought... he's certainly not going to be four fifty. <laughs> Can I just mm. say something about the game um, with Canberra? You got to remember that Canberra play in a very cold climate, and they've just gone to a very hot climate. So the mm. rotations of minutes was always going to be sketchy, and most forwards uh, do play less minutes early in the season. Yeah. Look, I, I I agree. I went Tarpany over Cotter, and I think it's an error, but I'm going to hold Tarpany based on the fact that he again plays round 13. 
doesn't mm. play Origin and has no buys all the way leading. So it's just a safe sit, you know. Mm. But um, some players, you you know, the money's not the issue because you know they're going to go back. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's worth is it worth a trade-out, trade-in? So... Yeah, no, I, I think if you got him, you definitely hold. There's no, yeah, no point. Sorry, Dan. There's one other player I think that's worth mentioning that no one ever talks about, which is Fogarty. I think Fogarty mm. could be a very handy backup seven. So he's a goal-kicking seven in a side that made top eight last year and they can put on the points at home. Um, it, it, it would be a play on matchups, but I still think he's someone that people could consider. Mm. And Harley Smith-Shields was the other one if he gets job security. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's yeah. a bit, bit, bit risky because um, I thought he's um, he's a good tackle busting center, Harley yeah. Smith Shields. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work with his old man at my last job, so um, uh, great little tackle buster. And if I'm just, I'm just nervous about that job security. And uh, history, he's had a horrible history. Oh, he's had a horrible yeah. run the poor bugger. Um, yeah, but he looks strong. Looked like he wasn't even scared of anything in the game. It was really good to watch him actually have a crack. So. I think he was uh, getting a bit tough there as well a couple of times and trying to. Mm. Yeah, I loved it. It was good. Um, all right. So next game, Melbourne versus the Bulldogs. Uh, Melbourne, Glenn, um, mate, a few things to talk about here. Yeah, there is. So uh, there was a lot to like in Melbourne. Um, I thought that Christian Welsh played well, had a lot of offloads. Um, I thought Elise Katoa looked really good. Um, I didn't yeah. like what I saw from Lorio, but I did like, uh, I said it to you last week, I liked that Elise Katoa was in the set plays. That was a very tough game for them against the Eels, who were last year's grand finalists. Mm. I think Elise mm. Katoa is someone that you could seriously consider as an own um, and, and could have some big games. Harry Grant did Harry Grant things. Munster. The other one of interest, I mean, everyone's got probably Warbrick as a um, cheapy, possibly Smith, but Meany. If you're looking for a pod goal-kicking fullback in a ceiling side, Meany can't isn't a bad shout either. I, I mean, I looked at Meany. I'm kind of annoyed two years in a row. I've changed my mind on him. Yeah. Um. I, I had. I looked at him a couple of times at the start because I wanted to have that second gun, and I was look, looking. I've got to get. Had Holmes was always going to be in there, and then I looked at my second gun, and then I looked at Meany, and I looked at his um his points averaged without Pappenhausen in the team, and his points mm. on the wing. They're not much different. Yeah. So he, no. he's going to be kicking goals. The only difference is if he, he at fullback, he was kicking goals. So he was getting, I think, an extra three points a game on average. It's not yeah. a very big difference, but he's still going to be a, a pod to get into your team, whether he's on the wing or whether he's in the fullback position. Absolutely. Um, so, but I, I, I was getting vibes from him, um, like a Garrick style vibes, where a couple of uh, last year he played fullback, he'd be, yeah, okay, but you prefer him on the wing. But this year, he seemed to be impressive, more impressive at fullback than he was the year before. Kind of like what Garrick did last year. Well, I started mm. two gun centre wings, which is something I never do. I went mm. Holmes and this year I went Miller and I still really like Miller. Um, but yeah, Meany was the one I considered. It was either Holmes, Meany or Holmes, uh, Miller. Yeah. Um, Garrick, obviously, but points per dollar Garrick and with the buy didn't make as much sense. Yeah. Um, I like um, Josh King. Um I think had a pretty you had a cracker of a game. I was really surprised that um he got those extra minutes, but he had that. It's good to know that he has that motor. I mean, if they rely on him for those minutes, he's going to be playing them, and he played pretty solid each, all the way through as well. So, and we've left one bloke out, obviously, which is Jing. Jing had an absolute blinder of a game. At, just for those hmm. out there um, that didn't see that with Jing, uh, what I was going to say about Jing was that his minutes aren't true. So they had a couple of players go down in Melbourne. So 
Um, it's not quite sure if he's played the right minutes. So I think he'll play more around 60 minutes, 55, 60, not 80 or 90, whatever they end up playing. Yeah, because yeah, Sims will be back probably. I think he's back next round next with Eisenhoof, so yeah. that will obviously impact him. Yeah, mm. yeah I think um, but it's good to know that he, they have been struck pretty bad with injuries, the Storm. So um, it's good to know that if yeah. anything does happen, he's there to back up and he can yeah. play those minutes, which is good. Mm. Um, awesome. And what do we think of Hughes? Glenn? He's in my side because um, with Pappenhausen out, but now with Munster out, he's going to, you know. Probably hopefully take control. He got 43, so didn't do that much. So he's definitely uh, one I'm going to keep on my team, depending how he goes. I had a lot of questions around Melbourne, so I didn't really want to start mm-hmm. spying players until I had a better look at how they it played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's is always an option. I mean, he's a good good player, full-back turn. Yeah. I much prefer my halfbacks kicking goals personally, but, mm-hmm. you know... No, Who um I, I haven't seen team list for the Storm game for this week. Who got named instead of Munster? No, I wish I, I wish was I playing six. Yeah. Okay. Coates is named, but he probably won't play. Yeah, I think there was a few named in team list today that, that aren't going to play this weekend. But yeah, thanks for the coaches. Yeah, but you got um you remember Pizet is also at twenty two as well um for the Storm, so um. He could always sneak in there as well. Unlikely because we should have got that game experience. So it's more than likely going to take that spot. Mm. Um, all right. So um, their opponents, the Bulldogs, we'll go to you, Alan. Um, so <laughs> are you one of the guys that got suckered into getting Burton? Uh, at the start, I did, but I went to Dearden. So I don't know if I won or lost on that one. <laughs> I found with Burton's kicks, a lot of times they were getting in the way. Like he kept getting. <laughs> Give away penalties, kicking too far, yeah. and I don't know. It just didn't seem to work with him and Flanagan. Yeah, I think um, Burton to pick up in a few, probably a few months. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he tends to start off a bit slow. He likes to get a bit courageous at the start of the season and make a few errors. But like you saw him last year, he was great towards the end of the season. Had a great end of the season. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So you had the thing the cheapies went. We had Alamonte there. Um, average score, not really that great at all. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. got eight. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a part of my tenant at the bed. That was um downgraded Kepi to Palais. That lucky I didn't have to play him. But um, mm. that, that's going to be the toughest part with Palais because if he doesn't get the minutes, he's going to be that a nightmare. Um, yeah. And- you don't want one of them in your team this year because we've got the buy. So there's a good chance that every week you're going to have somebody in your 25 that's not playing. So that that VC loophole yeah. is absolutely going to be in play. However, if you've got guys like Franklin Pele sitting on your bench, it's, uh, it's a really risky play. You could loop someone on 120 and then him sitting there banging out an 8 or a 12 or something crazy like that, you're not actually going to win in the long run. So, yeah, you, you want to be really careful. I've got Moali. Uh, from the, the Rabbitohs in the same spot mm. doing the same thing. So, yeah, look, it's, um, you're just going to have to keep an eye on it. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll be definitely – I'm going to try to hold off my trades as much as possible, but if I have a VC loop option, I'll be mm-hmm. having that trade at the end of the week ready to go <laughs> just to get rid of him. So, um all right. So, uh, next game I'll go – oh. Worked out pretty good. Uh, Glenn? Tigers. Tigers, mate. (laughs) (laughs) 
So there was a few players in there. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't touch him for super coach because he's a walking wounded. But I thought Naden was phenomenal. I thought he had an absolute mm. beautiful game. But I wrote when I wrote down, geez, I like Naden. I wrote next to it, knee. He's, have you ever seen a game him play where he doesn't lay down? Um, oh. Talao, Talao, I was surprised people bought. I still don't think the job security is good for Talao. Um, but he's he's been named again. But the ones that stood out was uh, Dewey. He, he did well. I mean, Stefano, we always knew he was going to struggle for minutes in that side, but he's a good backup. Bloor, don't touch him, guys. If you're touching Bloor, don't, because Bateman will be back soon. And uh, and I thought Offengale was good as well. And Clemmer. Clemmer, 57. He played some nice minutes, actually, Clemmer. Mm. Yeah, he looked pretty good, actually, Clemmer. And um, even even on when he came on, Twile looked really good as well, doing Twile things. So. Yeah, Twile was good. And Norfoluma. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see myself owning Norfoluma at some point through this year. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think there's nothing. If you ever write Nofo off, you're stupid to do so because you yeah. can have those great yeah. runs. So, um, yeah. and what do you think of IPAP? I thought he had a pretty decent average game, but yeah, I okay. thought IPAP was good. Very, very Price, busy. Yeah, he was very busy, but priced on his price, I oh, don't no think you would go anywhere near him. Um, no. Or any, any anyone in the Tigers, I wouldn't be touching unless you don't own Dewey. If you don't own Dewey, get Dewey. Yeah. Mm. Everything happened around him. Like he was saw the games on the line, and he decided that he had to take it on himself. And he, then he sets up those two tries. He scored one and set the other one up himself. He yeah. just owns that game. Yeah. So, um, alrighty. So move on. I'll go. I think I missed out Timmy before. So Timmy, um, Newcastle Knights, mate. Uh, anyone here that really stood out for you? Yeah. Look, I started with Ponga as a pod mm-hmm. uh, in five eight. And uh, it was one I was really keen on and very keen to keep it very quiet. Uh, look, he banged out a 72. Obviously, had his uh, HIA issue, came off with 16 minutes to go or whatever the hell it was, 12 minutes, um, but was looking really heavily involved at that point. So he could have been, especially in that time of the game where they really needed to score points, he was trying really hard to take control of it and trying to make things happen. So I got no doubt had he stayed on for that other 12 minutes, then he, he probably would have created something, could have been somewhere in the vicinity of a 100-point game. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really keen on Ponga. Uh, suggested him to a couple of the off-the-bench boys today uh, with them trying to look for a Munster alternative uh, with him being out for the next three to four weeks. So, yeah, look, I'd, I can't steer anyone away from Ponga. Um, Daniel Sofidi was almost disappointing, uh, only getting a 52. There was obviously a lot of hype with him as a preference over guys like Payne Haas and uh, and some of the others, people saying that he was undervalued. I definitely think he's undervalued, but I'm not convinced that Daniel Saifidi is the player that he was two years ago playing for New South Wales. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, he's sort of there or thereabouts when he gets the time. Uh, the issue with Fitzy is that just that job security issue. Mind you, now that Barnett's gone, um, you'd like to think that Fitzy's job is pretty safe. Um, however, Adam Elliott didn't get a lot of minutes and I think he certainly deserves them. I think he could be the best part of an 80-minute player when the season progresses. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a bit tough because you don't know where Kurt Mann's going to really fall. Um, there's just a lot of moving parts in that Newcastle Knights team and, and there's not really anyone screaming big minutes there yet. So it's, it's a little bit too early to tell with their, their forward pack. Even some of their backs, like we've got Marju, it's on the extended bench this week and, and you just don't really know where he's going to fit. But if they need to score points, I've got no doubt he needs to be there. 
Yeah, fair call. Um, all right. So final game of the week. But before so... you finish, there's a couple of players there. I think that people haven't mentioned that you've got to at least look at Lockie Miller, playing fullback, available mm. at centre. I mean, he's priced at a good price point, but his base is actually really good for a fullback. The other one I want to quickly mention is Bradman Best. I think Bradman Best at his price point uh, and that draw could actually be a really good run. Yeah, I think. Um, I thought. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. There you go, man. I thought um, Hastings was quite involved. His score didn't really show it, but he's a potential pod option. I'm not sure on when the um, Knights buys are, but he seemed pretty involved. Yeah, and he's dual, which makes him. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think, like Glenn just said, that their draw is actually really nice. They're uh, over the next few weeks, so they've got the Tigers, the Dolphins, Raiders, Manly. Warriors up until round six or the end of round six. So, I mean, there's certainly plenty of points potential there for Supercoach with the Newcastle Knights, which is exactly why I went Ponga. Um, I just need him to stay on the field and not get HIA hooked. Uh, but there's certainly the, the games that they've got there to play. Um, there's certainly uh, there's plenty of points there for their, their forwards as well as their backs. I, I do like to shout that Glenn had with Lockie Miller. Um, he seemed hmm. to be involved. I think he will score points throughout the, the season this year. And uh, he'll obviously get more familiar with that position, obviously coming from the, the rugby sevens into um, into playing full-time fullback now at the, the Knights. I think he'll he'll do really well. And if Hastings goes down, for me, Ponga's an instant buy. Mm. Yeah, kicking goals, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a buy now. Mm. Um, you know, like yeah. I really like Ponga, but you add the goal kicking to that and he's almost a must. Yeah, of course. Alrighty, so this is our um, first team list Tuesday for the Dragons. So we'll go through the entire team, guys. So um, they obviously didn't play last week. So number one, we have uh, Sloan uh, fighting his way to keep that spot. Number one there with Thangai and Robalawa on the wings. Uh, Suli and Lomax center. Sullivan partnering Ben Hunt in the halves. Bird playing lock with Ben Murdoch Masilla at number eleven and Sura at the other second row spot. Uh, Francis Molo on at number eight and Laurie at 10 with Mbai getting that number nine spot. Uh, Little on the bench with Musgrove, Couchman and also Molo. Um, so we'll go to you, um, Glenn. Um, thoughts on this team and how is this any surprises here? No, well, I, I don't, no surprises for me. I don't like the Dragons at all this year. I think they're a bottom four side. I think the good thing about the Dragons is that if you're looking for a captain each week, do it versus the Dragons, could be a good chance. The mm-hmm. player of interest <laughs> for me there is possibly Ben Murdoch Masilla. Uh, he has never been super coach relevant for me in the past. Injuries, fitness, there's a whole lot of things, but he's been offloading. So based on his point, price point, he's at least a watch and Sloan maybe. Yeah, Sloan, you just never know what Sloan's going to turn up. Like, or his job security, you know, like yeah. he got punted last year. Well, considering we've got Mbai at hooker, you know for a fact Mbai could easily go to fullback and we've got um, yep. a little on the bench there ready to go. So, yeah, I'd be nervous about that um, Sloan there. So, but to keep an eye on him, see what happens. Um, and we'll go to you, Alan. Um, the Titans, um, mate, what'd you like about the Titans? Are they haven't played like that for quite a while. Obviously, Fafita was heavily involved, so I thought he did well. Obviously, um, Basama, Larry, and Foran. So it's going to be a bit interesting this week without Foran and um, Sexton. I think is 
is coming in for four because I don't think he'll play. So that could impact uh, Fafida. And obviously the um, Khan Pereira, he obviously didn't do much. So he's got a good opportunity to probably get a hat-trick this week. So he's probably worth playing over someone like Warbrick maybe. Yeah, even though he's very, very highly owned, he might be a pod play. Like he actually well, may be that pod well, play. Well, he made like... Well, you know, he only made eight points, so there's a lot of people have actually traded them out. So yeah, it's just stupid. It's, so, yeah, <laughs> it's not like you're losing any money. So what did Stimson uh, score? Do you know, Dan? Uh, I was like 38. I had a look before, so I think um Stimson. I know. I, know, I think Stimson being there really, really helps for feeder because yeah. Firma yeah. is that guy that demands the ball, and and I think Stimson not so much. He's kind of Knows his place, I think. Um, but um, yeah, I think that really helped for feeder a lot. One player in that side that nobody's talking about, and look, I get it, he's 700k. But Tino Fusuomisale, or have you say his name? Tino. Tino <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Anyway, him. I actually think uh, Ty has him as one of the leading, uh, as the leading front rower this year. Mm. And I don't think he's far off. I think Tino, Cotter, and, and um, Carpani are all great. Mm. Purchase. So if you're looking for a pot anyway, Tino could be the play when he comes down a little. Yeah, I think he uh, had a. I think he had a rough start. I'm not sure how big his score was. I had him on my drafts. Yeah. Wasn't the best score. Thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Forwards notoriously score slow. Yeah. Start of the season. So don't. Oh, I think one in your front row. I'm pretty sure he started like this last year too, yeah. from memory. So um, you know that I think in about around three or four, he's going to start kicking in and start going pretty good again. So um, not not might not. Might might get down nice and cheap for everyone to grab one. Just just going off that, the Titans draw uh, over the next six rounds. So St George, Storm, Cowboys, St George again in round six, Broncos seven, Dolphins round eight. So uh, a pretty tasty draw there, especially probably for their outside backs. I'd be keeping an eye on AJ Brimson if you're looking mm. for a uh, a bit of a pod with Munster going down. Um, so mm. he. Be a, a sneaky pot in there at five eight. So yeah, I'll be watching that one. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely awesome. Um, all right. So um pretty much pretty much wraps up all the games. So we'll start about talking about trade talk, guys. So we'll go around the grounds. Uh I'll start with you, Glenn, mate. Uh, any trades this week at all? Yeah, so I kept a bit of coin in my bank as I told you. So I've gone Pele to uh Welsh which mm-hmm. gives me Tarpany and Welsh as my front rowers. And then I put Stefano on the bench and uh, Moale. The only other one that I'm considering is I have enough money to take Neocora to Jing or I'm just short to get to Wilton or take him down to Ford. Um, I might just run the gauntlet with him and just let him sit on my bench another week and have another mm-hmm. look at Ford and Neocora. So, yeah, probably just the one trade down there for me, mate. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Alan, make any trades this week, mate. I'm still coming over Smith to uh, Luke. And the other one I'm looking at, just based on there's obviously a buy soon and he hasn't been playing well, Toho to maybe something like Meany. Mm. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people might call out a sideways trade, but I think there's upside to Meany over Toho. Yeah. So I think that actually is a bit of an upgrade almost. So I think that's probably the better Mm. option. It's close to a side, maybe it's a little diagonal up, maybe. Um, yeah, you know, I like that a lot. Um, uh, Timmy O, any trades this week at all, mate? And after knocking out 1170, there's not a lot of things that I need to fix. Even my bench, um, <laughs> scored pretty well. I was, um, 
I didn't quite play my best 17, but was it was pretty close to it. Um, and I think the biggest problem I'm going to have is just that whole thing with the center wing roulette, trying to work out which ones to play each week, especially when you've got guys like Warbrick. I've got no doubt he's going to score points throughout the year, but is he going to do the same thing that Addo Carr and um, like all the other storm wingers have done over years, they'll score a hundred one week and five the next. So is that just the, the way you're going mm-hmm. to get? Him? So he's going to be great to make money, but it's going to be a tough one to work out from week to week, whether you're going to play him or not. Um, I think Cam Pereira is probably going to be much the same, but the Titans have a, a, a nice draw, as we just discussed before, coming up. So I'll absolutely be holding on to him. So outside of that, I don't really have any fires to put out. Um, no real injuries for my squad going into the next round. I mean, some cheeky ones I could do, like a butcher to uh, an Egan Butcher to um, a Josh King. But I, at the moment, until we see really what Butcher's minutes are going to be and what Josh King's minutes are going to be. It's, it's a bit sideways for no real purpose. So at this point, I think, like, uh, if you can afford to hold trades, you absolutely do it. I think guys mm-hmm. said that uh, throughout the season, you the trades average at 1.8 per week. So you can go the whole season with 1.8 trades per week. Obviously, that doesn't quite work out mathematically. So if you can save your two trades this week, then after that, you can just about bank two. Oh, hmm. You're forgetting though the boost. Yeah, yeah absolutely, boost. absolutely. Yeah. That's what I mean. If you, I can save two trades this week and then use three next week and and maximise my um my definite funds generation and get rid of uh, any spuds after this round. As we hmm. saw after last weekend, some of your guns go down. You're going to want those trades, and especially if you lose some guys that might be 700k you might be able to bring in a cheaper alternative in that position and then use the funds to go and upgrade somewhere else. So I think okay. while you can, if if your team didn't go to shit last weekend, I think you probably want to hold them. AK Pereira could be a trade left to um, Izarco. I really don't like JK Pereira. I think his base is absolutely shocking. And on Warbrick, I think his base is better than some of the other wingers that have hmm. a storm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think um, I don't think he's going to be like a Coates or a um, Adokar. I think he's going to have that solid base with him. He's a big boy, hit ups. So yeah, I mean, that's mm. an assumption. I'm just assuming. Mm. Yeah, I'm saying it's, we only get to this stage. Um, so my trades, I yeah, hitting eleven ninety four. Probably not going to trade this week. However, I am heavily thinking about getting ahead of the game and trying to play you know, silly buggers and actually go trell to Teddy. Um, just for a sneaky one-round grab. Just go back and forth and do my little roulette. It feels like wasting a trade, but if I can get ahead of the game and try and get more points again, I think it might actually be a sneaky little win for me. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty happy with my team. I got my, Everyone else, I'm happy to wait a week. And I'm just nervous on the PCL potential injury for Luttrell, whether he comes on mm. and, and he's holding his leg and off the field. A little, you never know. So uh, I might yeah, run the gauntlet, but we'll see how we go. Um, all right, captains, vice captains, Glenn, uh, what are you looking at this week? I haven't really looked 100%, but David Peter was one that I looked at. Dewey was another I looked at. Um, or Teddy. I mean, Teddy at the Sydney Football Stadium mm. versus the Warriors stands out, doesn't it? And it's juicy. It's juicy. But I really do like Dewey as well. Yeah. No, yeah I'm spoiler, spoiler alert, mate. Uh, you just pretty much ruined my uh, captains right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alan, mate, what are you looking at, mate? I'm looking at Vice on Teddy. I was looking at Vice on Cleary, but that's a bit of a tough matchup. Mm. And see, I'm thinking of just going for Grant. 
Yeah, it's good to have that safe option there. So, uh, yeah. Timmy. Yeah, Grant's good. Mm. Yeah, look, now you got me thinking, Dan, about that, Teddy. Uh, I played the fullback. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, mate. Don't. No, don't no, worry no, about actually, it, mate. No. <laughs> I played the fullback roulette last year, and that was the only thing that helped me catch up. Uh, I did it the year before, and that helped me finish in the inside the top two fifty. So, yeah, look, it's um, it's it's certainly a play. It's a ballsy play. Um, if it goes to plan, then it works really well. Look, I'll probably go fairly vanilla with uh, VC um, Cleary on the Thursday night game against the Bunnies. I think uh, they are going to have an absolute rocket put up them this week, especially after not getting the chocolates last week, and it's going to be a tough game. Cleary does like to play well in tough games. Um, mind you, there's a couple of times during Origin where he's gone a little bit quiet, uh, but that's a whole other thing in itself. So, look, going a, a Nathan Cleary into a Teddy is probably a, a smart play. If you're looking for a pod captain, yeah, I wouldn't mind a Dewey or, or a Ponga in the same game. Um, and yeah, absolutely. I'd be all over day for feeder in that last game of the round against the Dra- Dragons. Yeah. Well, currently I've got my VC on Bell Holmes against the Broncos. Um, if it's a nice dry track up there, Bell can do some damage up there, I think. Uh, although the Broncos do look a lot better, I think they might get, um, you know, kicking. You know what Bell can do. Um, just for a bit of a pod VC anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to avoid hmm. loop. If, I, I'm, if I'm going to try and find someone that can really be worth a loop, and if he gets like a 120, then I can safely say I'm happy to do that. Um, yeah. And currently, I got Dewey as my captain, but I'm leaning towards going um, Fefita in that last game. Um, so yeah, just making sure that I'm trying to get the right little choices there. That all depends really on um, on how that team lines up. Before and there, does it change a little bit? It might be risky. And because it's the last game, it might be just safer to go that option for the Tigers um, doing so. Mm. Uh, all right. So one last thing I really wanted to say was um, just a bit of a shout out to the guy winning our cash, winning our Tragics uh, overall group. Uh, I love the name. Just so you know, I think Adrian will love this as well. Adrianosaurus fan 77. Uh, it's Ned. He's currently winning um, our Tragics overall group, mate. Great score at the start of the week. So um, we're trying to keep shouting out everyone out every single week so far. It's a long season ahead, but you're in the running for that ring, mate. So anything else we want to shout before we head off, boys? Yeah, you've only got a last 28 more than <laughs> first place, mate, and you got it. <laughs> uh, that's it. And I've never seen anyone from round one do that. <laughs> actually, I, I did, mate. I did, actually. I, I was coming first all year. <laughs> I came first all year that year, 2020, and got my first, I got the first ring. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh the no, only other thing I will say. 20 for a Sorry, whole Glenn. season <laughs> and um, blew it in the last three. <laughs> I, I think we've all had those moments. I, mm. uh, mm. I, I finished a, a 1,021 or something like that after being in the top 500 for most of the season <laughs> and then just ran out of trades and couldn't get Turbo in. This was about four years ago. Uh, I think it was just much the same year that Glenn was talking about. So, yeah, we've all had those ones. You've got to play all uh, all 25 rounds and, and make the most of mm. however many it is these days. Um, yeah, if you boys don't mind me uh, giving our own podcast a bit of a plug, uh, the new Off the Bench podcast, make sure if you're not involved, get in. Uh, we've got our Facebook page, NRL Supercoach Off the Bench. And, uh, yeah, we'll be doing a, another pod between now and, and Thursday night. But generally, our Sunday night uh, post-round podcast is is what we're aiming for. So, yeah, if you haven't checked us out, NRL Supercoach Off the Bench on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye on YouTube as well for our podcast. I love it, boys. Yeah, awesome. Sounds good. 
All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you again next week. And I hope you all get some good scores this week. Peace out. See you later, guys. So you want to be a champion? Oh, no. Now the knee. Well, that was it. Manu. What's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury. It's a fake knee injury. Manu set up a throw for Bobarovsky. It's the next tackle. He gets an offload. He goes back and gets the football. Probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf. And then just takes (laughs) off. Oh, what a beauty. So, you pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end. Or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a try.